When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, June 22nd. I'm Rudy. The NFL now has its first openly gay active player. And regardless of what your uncle says, it's not a kicker. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? I'm Rudy Povich. This is A Long Walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Every single day we go live. We do it on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, show us your zits. But first, let's say hi to some people. What's going on, Mel? How are you? Hello, Nicole. Alina. What's up, Jim Norton? Bellamy Jack, what's up, Wyatt? How are you, bud? I'm actually heading over to Wisconsin in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be in Madison on July 10th, going down to Comedy on State, which I've never been to before. Looking forward to it. Hey, speaking of comedy, uh, a couple of shows are going to be announced here. Uh, so first off, coming up on this Saturday, if you're around, I'm not doing a full set, but uh, 7 to 10 minutes and definitely worth coming out to because my good friend Shannon Paul, or more known as Miss Shannon here in uh, Minneapolis has a, a show going down over at the Camp Bar in St. Paul, which if you haven't been to before, I would suggest checking it out because not only is it a cool bar, uh, fun place to sit down and, uh, you know, throw back a couple of drinks, but also attached to it is uh, you got Camp Bar and it is, uh, it's a fun place. I really dig it and she was nice enough to... Uh, allot me a little bit of time over there. So show's going to be on Saturday. I think it starts at 9? Something like that. I'll give out some details. And then the following week, on Wednesday, I'll be at Sisyphus Brewing. 10 bucks to get in for that show. And that's a uh, an event called um, uh, Punchline Punchout, which is hosted by a couple of comedians by the name of Andy Erickson and Trevor Anderson. And uh, it's this uh, it's this, uh, this show where they host it, and then there's people that go up against each other. And the day before the show, they give each comedian a topic, and then two people write on the same topic. And then they kind of go head-to-head, and they get voted on, and, you know, there's a winner to the whole thing. And even though I'm not, like, a really big fan of comedy competitions... Uh, I feel like this one is, it's fun because it's, it pushes you to write and you have a lot of time and it kind of puts you behind the eight ball a little bit. And uh, the person I'm going up against, uh, Carly, is just, she's the sweetest and she's great. And yeah, she's, she's a lot of fun. So uh, that'll be cool. So coming up on Saturday at Camp Bar in, in St. Paul and then also the following week at Sisyphus Brewing on, uh, on Wednesday. I think that show starts at eight o'clock, but I'll post all that information here soon. Uh, uh, hello to Kelsey. What's up? Hi, Amanda. Hey, Jules. Good to see you. Uh, why it says Rudy doing well. Madison's a great place. Love it there, man. Love it. It's like one of my favorites. It's for sure. One of my favorites. Um, I wish I would spend more time there. Every time I go though, uh, I come back very light in the wallet and heavy in the liver because I, I mean, I know I joke about it, but it really is like the second I moved to Wisconsin, it was like, boom, immediately you put on like 15 pounds. <laughs> 
It's incredible. It's just like that entire state just sucks you in. Uh, hello, Angela. Good to see you on here. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about this big announcement that I guess is not really a big announcement, which is kind of nice to see. Uh, one of my uh, favorite comedians from the state, also a New York comedian, been around for a long time, Michael Ian Black, pointed it out that isn't it great to have a an announcement of a gay NFL player and it's not even that big of a deal? People are just like, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that come out of the league that eventually, I would imagine, while it's your playing days, would be incredibly tough to be openly gay in the NFL, but... Once you come out of the other side and you feel like, hey, man, you can kind of be yourself a little bit and it's not going to cost you your career, uh, it's, it's a good deal. I kind of dig it. Uh, I really like this, um, uh, this Carl Nassib. He's been in the league now for five years. He used to play for the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Now playing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Which, uh, yeah, if you're ever going to come out on a team, if you really want to, like, shake things up and, like, Rock its fan base to the core. That's the team to come out as gay on. I mean, they stab each other, let alone other fans of other teams. I mean, I got a, my buddy Schmitty, who lives out in San Francisco, is a longtime Raiders fan. And he said many times, like, I won't take people to the games unless they wear some Raiders gear. Like, if you're coming from Denver to go cheer for the Broncos, dude, just no. Just show up in, like, one of them green man suits. <laughs> just make sure you wear something over your face so people don't know who you are. I mean, it's the craziest fan base ever. But um, I suppose moving over to Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a much more progressive, open city. And plus, everybody from Vegas is not from Vegas. They're from somewhere else, and they moved to Las Vegas to, you know, figure out a career in comedy or magic or whatever the hell it is that they're going to do. So it's not really a huge... Um, I guess it's not like a huge kick in the teeth like the fans would feel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, It kind of feels like uh, uh, this was a good time and a good place for this announcement to to happen. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, like, taken back by this guy's courage. I mean, think of all the players that have gone through and not done something about you know being open about their sexuality, all because they thought it would cost them maybe playing time, or maybe it would cost them a contract, or maybe it would cost them you know their team being detrimental to something down the road. I, you know how what a terrible way to feel. It would be awful. So I feel uh, I feel good about this, and I feel like uh, this is a a good move on the part of the NFL. And uh, hopefully it, uh, it opens up some doorways and some more good things to come. Now, of course, when situations like this happen, obviously, you got to write a couple of jokes around it. So here we go. A couple that I just whipped up together this morning that I was like, I don't know. I thought the kicker one was pretty good. And it's not, you know, too in people's faces. But uh, you guys tell me uh, what you think. The NFL player, uh, excuse me, the NFL now has its first openly gay active player. It's the first time the league has an actual Chicago Bear. Uh, Jamie says, shit, I missed something already. No, you didn't miss anything. We were just talking about the uh, first openly gay NFL player. Carl Nabis plays for the, um, the I always want to say Oakland, but obviously that's wrong. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Bellamy Jack. Uh, I hope he doesn't get treated poorly for coming out. No. Probably, I mean, I imagine, you know, and especially all of the, especially all of the, um, you know, social media that's out there nowadays and the, 
amount of press you would get. I mean, there's although there is a guy by the name of um, Richie Incognito who was probably the biggest prick in the NFL. I mean, Bill Romanowski aside, this guy was a much bigger prick. Like grown men. I mean, this guy was like bringing them to tears. And that dude actually went on to play for the uh, Oakland Raiders for quite some time. But, uh, I mean, he had an illustrious career. So, I don't know. Maybe, I think, I feel like we're finally ushering out these, like, you know, guys that kind of came up in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. And it's, it's a whole, even the toughest guys on the on the team, you know, like, quote, unquote, the macho guys, uh, they have a whole different mindset, you know? Like, I watch my daughter and her friends hang out at school and... When we were kids, if something, if you farted in class, dude, that was social suicide. You weren't coming back from that. And now they like console each other. It's like, no, Amanda, it's okay. Everybody farts. And then everybody just goes about the rest of their day. I'm like, are you kidding me? We would have mocked Amanda senselessly. We would have come up with the best nicknames and they would have stuck with her well into her 40s. <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. The NFL now has its first openly gay active player. Tom Brady finally has someone to share style tips with. It feels so weird, just like on the other end, when you just say it and there's nothing else. Like, we need to get like a live video stream so you guys can just snap your fingers and be like, yep, that one was all right. You hit the note on that one. There you go. Ooh, a little heart just popped up on the Instagram live feed. Uh, the NFL now has its first openly gay active player. Finally, a touchdown dance from somebody who can dance. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for the smattering of applause. The NFL now has its first openly gay active player. To save time after winning the Super Bowl, his this is for all the people who didn't believe in me speech will just be thanks to God. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Now we get a little bit of love from everybody. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. All joking aside, though, uh, really good on uh, Carl Nassib. I mean, that guy definitely made some enemies, but I think he gained a shitload of fans. And that is what it is all about. So congratulations to that guy, and hopefully a big, long, illustrious career for that dude. All right. So uh, as I alluded to earlier, I don't know if you guys can see this on the Instagram live feed. I'm just going to pull up and try to get as close as I can. You see that guy? Dude, that is a Kelly Kapowski size zit on the outside edge of my nose. I mean, this thing is, it's one of those zits you can feel when you get one on your nose. You can feel it on the inside, you know, like it's way up in there. Uh, Crystal says, good morning. Say good morning to you, Crystal. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is, man, this one. Is, you guys got any like good zit remedies? Because everything I try... It always seems to exacerbate it. It seems like they tell you, you know, you get a little bit of baking soda and then you scrub it with a scouring pad and then that's supposed to make it go away. But for me, that just like brings on, it's like gremlins. It's like now we've just multiplied the zits. Like we don't die, we multiply. And it is, I can feel this thing like, it is like, it's so big on the inside of my nose that I can feel it touching the inside part of my nostril <laughs> like it's protruded to the other side get a zit patch sleep with it on helps so much says amanda yeah 
Polina, my adult acne is much worse than my teen acne. Ow! That, see? And the thing is, it'd be different if they were like, you know, that old adage of like, hey, you can't eat chocolate because it causes acne. That's total bullshit. Nobody knows why it happens. Nobody. Uh, Let's see. Stop touching it, as people are saying. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. It's been there for like three days, though, and I've already like had my pinchers on it and trying to like pop it out. And I've even tried that like little teardrop thing, the little stick, and then you you like scrape it down the side and then it pops out. Anybody else feel that? I don't know. But everything I try, everybody goes, oh, you got you to get one of those Oxy-10 pads, or you got to get, you know, a little bit of this cream or that cream. And I'm like, I don't try. I'll try anything, man, whatever. Put a little bit of salt in some water and then a little bit of lemon juice and then rub your face all over it while doing the hokey pokey. That is supposed to get rid of zits. And you're like, I'll try it. I, fine, whatever. You know? My daughter is kind of having a uh, uh, an issue right now with acne. And... Her mom had it, and I had it somewhat. I think like my ninth grade picture, I got a forehead filled with zits. And then after that, it all just goes away. And I, I never really had one after that. Let's see. Uh, keep it clean. Put a drying cream on it. I think I've already tried that once. Uh, Bellamy Jack, an old wives' tale is to put toothpaste. That might work. Mira also says toothpaste. Yep. Uh, Olina, warm cold press. Excuse me. A warm compress will bring Oh, bring out the head so you can pop it without causing a scar. I don't think I've ever had a scar. Like, everybody said, like, oh, you're going to make scars on your face. I feel like the acne would already do a good job of that if I did or did not pop it. Uh, Amanda, seriously, the acne patches are the best. Order the Mighty Patch. See, I don't know if I would need one after this. Like, you know, it's it happens like once a year. And when it does, it's always during that time when it's like, well, we got this thing for work and you got to do pictures and blah, blah, blah. The worst, and I do it every year because we're stupid, vain media people. But I always like, you know, go out and I get a facial and do a little bit of teeth whitening before the state fair. And not because there's like, I just feel like, man... People listen to the show or they they are fans of yours and they would like to see you possibly in your best light, right? Like nobody likes it when you go like I that's the thing about being a pro wrestling fan or like digging, you know, 80s rock. Cuz like now you meet these guys and you go, "Holy shit. Wow, that guy really fell off." <laughs> you know, like I remember meeting Motley Crue, and of the crew, it was like, all right, well, Nikki Six kind of looks all right. Tommy Lee's still in somewhat decent shape. Mick Mars, I mean, it looks like somebody had just like took a mannequin prop and just like stuck him up in the corner. And then Vince Neal, I was like, what the, f- what happened to you guy? My goodness. Uh, Hoopty, get yourself on Dr. Pimple Popper. Wouldn't that be great? God, I love that show. It's so satisfying. It really is. It's like throwing ice cubes into a hot cup of coffee. It is so satisfying when you hear that sound. I used to walk up behind my buddy Steve when we were in eighth grade gym class because he was just, he was large and Italian and filled with bacne and could buy us beer and cigarettes when we were 13. And that's not a lie. That literally, there was a gas station outside of Chisholm, Minnesota that Steve would just ride his bike to. (laughs) And he'd come back with like packs of cigarettes and tins of chew and 12 packs of beer. And he was 13. I mean, the guy looked like he was way into his 20s, for sure. Uh, let's see. Amanda says, your daughter might like them, too. They are. I'll, I'll give her a whirl. We'll see what's up. Yeah. Um, I leave that to the domain of my daughter's mom uh, because 
I don't want to get involved. I've gotten involved before when it came to like the health care and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what, guys, you just go. Let me know about the stuff I need to be in on. You know, if there's any sort of like lingering effects or if there's anything that really is going to like put her down for a couple of days. You know, you got to get a couple of wisdom teeth pulled. All right. Let me know about that. Uh, you got a little bit of back knee that needs a, a little looking at. You guys go ahead. That, that, I'll leave that to you guys. So go for it. Uh, everyone on the morning show surprised me when I saw the billboard with their actual faces. Yeah, it is kind of weird sometimes, you know, when you you get a vision of these people in your head and their voice paints a picture for what you think they sound like. And then you meet them for the first time and you're like, whoa, that was not what I was thinking. And then there are times where it is just like, boom, it is right spot on. There's a thousand percent. This is exactly what I thought you were going to look like. You know, short guy with glasses and terrible hair and a little bit of balding and a flannel shirt tucked into your jeans with your, you know, stupid, you know, uh, Kmart sneakers on. Like that guy, you could definitely see. But uh, Alina, my sister was, my sister is my Dr. Pimple Popper. I thought you said your sister was on Dr. Pimple Popper. I was like, wow, that would have been sweet. Right on. But, uh, yeah, this thing is like, it is, it's unbelievable. And I haven't had one in years. So I don't know. And it's not the stress because the stress is going down. I mean, substantially my stress has been going down. I'm actually starting, I told you guys, you might be able to see it a little bit. Hey, look in there. Uh, It's got a, I developed a little bit of alopecia just because I was not living life correctly. And finally my body was like, my immune system just went, dude, we're, no. And it just started, and COVID messed it all up. And uh, I grew a big bald spot right on my edge of my beard. And it wasn't like, it was just like a couple of hairs. I mean, we're talking, this thing is, it's like, you know, um, I would say racquetball sized. I mean, it's big enough to where when I grow my beard out, you can see it. And right now I can feel a little bit of peach fuzz in it. So I feel like things are starting to get back to normal, man. That COVID just messed me up terribly. Two months I was walking around with that goddamn thing. But now it feels pretty good, and we're getting there. So, well, good. I'll take everybody's advice, and uh, I'm going to run out and take a look today and see if I can find something, because I got to get this thing cleared up, because it is. I mean, I and I, you ever do that move where you're like, you touch your face, or you like, you wash it, and you don't feel anything, and then like four and a half seconds later, you touch the same spot again, and you're like, why do I have a giant mound <laughs> just like stuck onto the side of my nose? Like it is, yeah, it's um, it's all up in there, man. I can totally feel it. Uh, Jamie says racquetball. Hey, well, I needed something for size. I mean, racquetball is decent size, right? If I were to say like a tennis ball, a tennis ball on the side of your face is like, nobody realizes it. It's like this big. It would be like half of my face. But a racquetball, a little bit smaller, you can roll with it. Uh, Jamie had asked about uh, dates and stuff for some stand-up stuff. Yeah, so uh, coming up Saturday, I'll be at Camp Bar in St. Paul. And then the following Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, we'll be at Sisyphus Brewing for Punchline Punch-Out. Is it smaller than a tennis ball? Yeah, racquetballs are definitely smaller than tennis balls. I mean, not that I get out and play a lot of either, but played a little racquetball back in the day. I like watching the lone fat guy play racquetball. I like that guy. I like that guy a lot. I like that guy because he's like, I don't want to go out there with the other dudes that are in the gym, but I got to get some exercise somehow. So I'm going to go out and spend $150 on a racket and some balls and some glasses, and then I'm going to come in here, and I'm just going to hit the ball around like seven times, and then that'll be my exercise. 
For whatever reason, I dig that guy. I like also watching the racquetball tournaments because for such an, I don't know, arbitrary game, it just seems like if you're not, it's a, you can't watch it really because there's no, I mean, you do have like the glass on the one side, but it's not like everything is clear and you can stand around and watch the game being played. You get one view and that's it. And it's only about 22 feet wide to where you can see into the racquetball court. But I like watching the games, especially when guys are going at it and you got the uh, the doubles. So you got four guys on the court because you always know at some point there's going to be somebody who is standing a little too far up and that racquetball is going to go behind him and someone's going to zip that ball and it's going to hit him dead square in the back. And you're going to hear that and then just, ah! And I like watching dudes in their 50s like get a welt. I like it just reminds me of like being a kid. I like that. I like the boom and just hitting them hard. I dig that. <laughs> Watching a grown man hit the ground to his knees, a little tear comes out. You're like, yeah, you're gonna be feeling that one for a couple of days, my man. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher every day at 9:45 a.m. Going live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. And once again, you guys, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for that. I think I'm just going to keep this rolling for a little while. And even though this is technically the end of the show, uh, we always uh, hang out a little bit afterwards on Instagram and chat it up. So kind of dig this. Uh, Let's see. Same sound as a pimple pop. Hell yeah, it is. Dude, getting smoked by one of those balls. I actually, uh, I've only had two black eyes my entire life that I can remember anyways. First one came at the hands of Luke Hendrickson in seventh grade. Because I was an asshole, you know, as most, like, 13, 14-year-old kids are. And he freaking smoked me right in the eye in the hallway one day. Which I deserved it. I deserved, you know, to get a punch, you know. Uh, nobody got in trouble for it. It was just one of them things. <laughs> you know, 13-year-old kids punching other 13-year-old kids. It's fine. The other one came at the hands of myself at the age of 15 at the Masaba Athletic Club up in Hibbing. Playing some racquetball by myself because I was a fat kid and didn't want to go weight train with anybody else. And uh, I was playing and got too close to the wall and I freaking hit that ball as hard as I could. And it came back and smoked me right under those like weird kind of plasticky goggle things and just, I mean, bashed me right in the eye. It just like immediately swelled up. And uh, I think I went to school the next day and told everybody I got in a fight because it's kind of embarrassing that you go home and go to school and you're like, oh, I kind of got my ass kicked by a racquetball. Just a little blue rubber ball inside of a white room by myself because I'm too afraid to go ask other people if they'd like to play with me. So I remember just like, just blasting me. And uh, my mom had picked me up. She was like, maybe maybe racquetball's not your thing. I was like, nothing is my thing. I was like, I'm a, I'm a 14-year-old sweaty fat kid. Like, I, my glands over, overact, and I'm totally sweaty all the time, and I'm, Mom, this is what's going to happen, okay? This, it doesn't matter if you put me into football. It doesn't matter if I do racquetball. Whatever it is, I'm going to hurt myself somehow with absolutely no friends attached to it because nobody likes sweaty fat kids who hit themselves in the face. Put that on a bumper sticker. That one's going to, I'm telling you, that is advice for life, all right? <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it... Um, 
it uh, it is a sport that I don't I, I don't know I guess maybe I I see, I look around and I see guys that play it and I just go man there's there's much more fun ways to get exercise you know uh, scooter you weren't a fat kid seriously no I was a fat kid I was a fat fat fatty McFat fat and it was it took a long time to be able to like figure out you know diet exercise. Because, you know, I go back and I watch, uh, is it Jerry O'Connell from Stand By Me? Great movie. I really do like that guy. I think he's married to Rebecca DeMornay right now. Is it Rebecca DeMornay? No. Who was married to John Stamos? Rebecca something or another, right? Uh, but I, I really like that guy. And I go back and I watch that movie sometimes. And then I look at him now and he's like, you know, chiseled, got the jawline, like good hair. And then you see him in that movie. And he was, I mean, he was a, he was a big husky kid, you know, for that time. I mean, nowadays, you know, Jesus, are you kidding me? They'd look at that kid and be like, dude, you are the epitome of health. Oh my God. We got to put you on a poster. But Scooter says, yeah, me too. It's tough being a fat kid. It really is, man. It is tough. It is so tough. And I I, I completely get it. Rebecca Romaine. Is that who it is? Oh, yeah. Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah, thank you, Alina. But I get why uh, I, I get why kids eat to like be able to keep their feelings down. Because at that age, you don't you, you don't know any better. You don't know that just like, you know, taking the food away. And especially at our age, like our parents had none of this information. They knew nothing about, like, you know, keeping the carbs down. You know, they would tell you stuff like, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, mashed potatoes are good for you. They're good for you. And you're like, yeah, they, they, they might have things in them that are good for you, but there's other potatoes that you can eat that would probably be better for your health. We didn't know about, like, nutrient timing. We didn't know about, like, you know, any sort of, I hate that term, but Atkins, you know, like, we didn't know about, like, going carbless or no sugar, no grain. We thought brown sugar was much better for you than white sugar. Like all of that stuff, all of that information, our parents had none of it. And now kids can completely see it from a mile away and they have so many better options. Fuck, I, my daughter ate more sushi between the ages of four and 13 than I have eaten my entire life. That's no joke. In fact, I think her and I had sushi for the first time at the same time. I think she was like four and I was like 31 and I'm not talking about like, you know, tons of rice and all that stuff. I mean like actually having like good sashimi and stuff that uh, is not just like filled with carbohydrates, you know, I never, uh, we never had that information. And now that we have that information, kids are just much more healthier, which is great. It's, it's so much easier because when you are in eighth grade, and you got to go to basketball practice, and they say, all right, we're going to play shirts and skins, and you have to fake being sick because you don't want to take your shirt off in front of all the other guys because they're all super chiseled. That sucks. That is the – it's the worst. Man. That, and everybody kind of, like, gives me a little bit of shit on the show about, you know, saying, like, oh, I, I fat shame Crisco all the time. N- no fat shame, dude. No fat shame. I, we might make some jokes because he can make some jokes. Much like we can make jokes about me being short, but I, I don't, I, there's no point in fat shaming people. If anything, you're just going to make people, I know they always give that old like, well, hey man, like that's how you motivate people. A little bit of shame goes a long way. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, I feel like it's the wrong kind of shame. It's the wrong kind of shame. 
You're shaming them to spite instead of doing it for themselves, to be a healthy person. That's the biggest part. You know, and it's all ebb and flow, too. You know, right now, I think is probably, you know, when it comes to like, you know, especially like dad bods and COVID and stuff, like everybody put a couple of pounds on, you know. And I, for me, like, there's so many good beers that are coming out. I'm just like, I'm not ready to drop this, like, 7 to 10 pounds. I'm not. I just want to. I just want this right now. Uh, let's see, Scooter. That's definitely the wrong way to go. Yeah, that's why I'm not a big. I don't like the fat shaming, you know. If you're going to make some jokes with guys or girls who can make those jokes, it's one thing. Uh, Crisco makes fun of Dez's tits all the time. Well, they do hang on the ground. I mean, they are. Jesus. You can't have like you can't have like one of the maintenance guys rolling a cart anywhere near because we get one of those rolled up into those wheels and it is gonna fuck. It is gonna take forever. Uh, Jamie says, "Haven't seen Stand by Me." Oh, that's a, no. I get it. I get it. it. I hate that move. Like I got an uncle who does that move all the time, and uh, he get, does the uh, you know tell him you've never seen The Outsiders and you'll go. Bleh? You've never seen The Outsiders. Bleh? It's like, dude, there's a t- there's so much shit out there to watch nowadays. Scooter, I was called Shamu all the way through elementary school. God, that's terrible, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Mira, I hate you both. No, it's tough. It's it's tough. It's tough. Are you talking about Crisco and I? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but she she also makes those jokes. So it's okay to say those things, you know. There's a couple people that we work with that have certain aspects of their lives that they don't like to make fun of or they don't like to bring up, so you just have to be respectful of that. I'm just saying, the people that give you a little bit of a leeway, they give you an inch, go ahead and take a foot. Go for it. So, all right, you guys, uh, it's about that time. I got to get rolling. I got a busy-ass day today. But uh, like I said, don't forget, uh, coming up on Saturday, Camp Bar, downtown St. Paul, and then on Wednesday, Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis, which, by the way, I'm telling you, that place, its beer selection is outstanding. And that room is one of the best. So it's almost unfair how good that room is. People come there to laugh. Plus, they get a huge beer buzz because the beer is so excellent. So you guys have yourselves a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.